What's up, everybody? It is your host, Jamie Messina, and today we're going to do something a little different. It is Pride Month. We are kicking off with some Pride coming out stories, and we're starting with mine. But first, if you haven't hit subscribe yet, please go ahead and do that. And if you find value in today's episode or any of the episodes that you hear, please consider going over and leaving a five-star review. That's going to help me reach my goal of rippling out to at least a million people. And if you are interested in giving yourself a little kick in the mindset, we have another 10-day mindset boot camp coming up on the 12th. And uh, you can get signed up with us by heading over to the link in the description in the show notes. There will be one there. So uh, I would love to have you there with us. But let's just get to it. This this episode is all about my coming out story. And if you have somebody that you want to hear their coming out story, please send them my way. I would love to inter- interview them for the month of June. Uh, let's, t- let's just get to it. Hello. It is Pride Month officially. June 2023. Here we are again. Um, listen, Pride Month holds very special place in my heart. It's also my birthday. And I can think back and remember to uh, my 21st birthday. My birthday always tends to happen around Boston Pride. And I'm from Boston. I live in the Tampa area now. But every year, you know, Pride would be on my birthday. And my 21st birthday was like literally on the day of the, the party. Um, and I took my first shot, well, my first legal shot at um, <laughs> Boston Pride for my 21st birthday. And I remember doing that in the alley. Um, this month, the month of June, I'm going to go through and I'm going to talk to people about their coming out stories. I want to hear their coming out stories. I want to share them with all of you in honor of pride month, in honor of, um, just celebrating where we are, that we can come out and live our lives fully and unapologetically and truly as ourselves, especially in the face of all the fucking bullshit that is happening now, in particular in Florida, but all over the country. Um, it is important, and I want to amplify voices this month. Um, I apologize. There's lots of ambulances and things happening outside of my door right now. I'm not sure why. As soon as I hit record, that seems to be what happens. But um, I thought we could kick it off with my with my coming out story and a little bit about you know how I knew I was gay and how I came about to share that with other people. And really, it goes back to being five years old. <laughs> I know people, some people don't believe this. And, and when people talk about, well, leave our kids alone, you're doing this and that, and they, they, they don't know anything. Yes, we do. I knew since I was five years old that I was a lesbian. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what to call it, but I knew. I had crushes on my teachers. I had crushes on, uh, not other kids at that time, mostly adults. But, I mean, uh, I don't know what that says about me. But, you know, there was something. I had those crushes, and they weren't on the guy teachers. So what does that tell you, Right. Um, but yeah, five years old, I, when I look back, that is the time where I really knew or felt that attraction towards women. And, um, obviously when you're five, you don't really understand, but I had always had that thought in my mind. And it wasn't until seventh grade that I actually like confessed to myself and admitted to myself that I started with bisexual, that I was bisexual. Um, that's when I started to have, you know, crushes on other kids and, um, stuff like that. And I knew it and I said it in my head. And so I had, now I had this in my head and it wasn't 2023 seventh grade. This was like 1994, 1995, 1997, no six, no, 1995, different time is all I'm saying. It was a different time. And I could not tell anyone. And I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable telling any friends. I didn't feel comfortable telling anybody at all. And so I kept this in my mind. And so how I lived the next, let's see, I was like probably 12. 
Um, I came out when I was 18. So how I lived the next five years was kind of scary, I guess, looking back at it. Uh, I kept so much inside. I kept so much in, in fear of being found out or fear of being caught and fear of what's to come and how am I going to live a whole life like this? This isn't accepted. It wasn't like it was today, like at all. And so I had a lot of fear around that and I didn't know how I was going to live a life that way. The way that I envisioned it was like my whole life, I was going to have to be stuck in my head. And you know, for those five years I was, I can remember there was a time it was 10th or 11th grade. I think it was 11th grade because I was in driver's ed. And um, driver's ed wasn't at the school. It was like at the next town over. But I was sitting next to a few boys from my class. And this girl walked through the door to come in to driver's ed. And I remember thinking she was incredibly attractive. And she also, I'm a boob girl. (laughs) She had boobs. So um, I must have, when she walked in, checked her out. I gave her the up and down. And to my right, these two kids were there that like I knew from school, and I heard them whispering, and I heard the word dyke. And I looked over, and they were like kind of looking at me, and I said, what did you just say? Nothing, nothing, nothing. I was like, no. I was a very aggressive kid. What did you, what did you just say? And I made them tell me. He's like, we called you a dyke. We saw you check her out. And I was like, fuck you. You know, I got all crazy on them or whatever and denied it. But that right there made me realize I need to be a lot more careful in what I'm doing and how I'm showing up because I can't have people saying that about me or thinking that about me. You know, I would go home um, at night, like after a weekend, we go out drinking, probably 16, 17, 18. I'd come home, i watch TV, watch HBO. At nighttime, when everyone's sleeping, the good, the good movies are on. <laughs> Better Than Chocolate, we have But I'm a Daughter Cheerleader, we have Bound, all the movies where they actually show lesbians. And I loved that for me because I was able to see it in a normalcy that I wasn't able to see it otherwise. And so when I think about Ron DeSantis taking books out of schools or, you know, people like they can't have any movies that even have a gay character in it. Like they don't have to be making out. They can't even have a gay character in it. That really breaks my fucking heart because that time for me was a very sensitive time. And I, the only reason I think I got through it was the grace of God, because I did not want to live the way that I was living. I did not want to go on. And small things like seeing representation on shows and movies was what got me through that time period. Um, When I turned 18, I went to Northeastern University, right in downtown Boston. It's only about 15 minutes away from where I grew up. And uh, the first you know, few months of the school year, I tried to fit into that straight box. But guys, it was beyond just um, not wanting to be, you know, not having crushes on men, but like, I didn't feel good in the way that I had to dress to represent who I was trying to be. Like, I didn't want to wear girly stuff. It's just not who I was, especially at the time. Um, I didn't feel comfortable and that made me show up in a way that wasn't comfortable, which made other people probably not be comfortable around me. It just wasn't me. I wasn't in my element. I, I didn't feel in flow or connected and I hated it. And I'd go to these stupid frat parties and the guys wouldn't be interested in me because I couldn't even, you know, get it together with myself. And it wasn't, I wasn't good at hiding. And so it wasn't until I think around December of my first year that Oh, that's a lie. 
what happened was the first day of actual school we had um you know we had all celebrating welcoming new people and stuff like that and um the cheerleaders were out and there was a whole bunch of the northeastern cheerleaders were really really good but there was one that stuck out to me and i hope she listens to this maybe i'll send this to her her name was giselle and i looked at her and i was like head over heels immediately i knew that i needed to know giselle and then i saw that she had a necklace on and her necklace was had a bunch of little triangles and they were rainbows rainbow colored and then i saw when she was on her break from cheerleading she was talking to who i later found out was one of my friends deanna but had short hair clearly gay at that time like people didn't have short hair unless they were old ladies or gay so (laughs) um i saw her talking to her and i was like oh my god and she's a lesbian that's amazing this is amazing and so i spent a couple months just like crushing on this person and kind of like going to the basketball games to check her out but i couldn't tell anybody why i couldn't tell any of the friends that i met or any of the friends that i had you know what was going on in my mind and um eventually thank god for aim if if, if, from aim if you are too young for aim i am sorry it's (laughs) it was instant messenger okay i found out her aim name and i made up a new name so that she wouldn't know mine and i went and i messaged her and i was like hey listen this is really weird but i have a crush on you i think i'm gay i don't nobody knows And, and we started talking about it she had conversations with me about it and i knew she told me where she worked and eventually i I built up the courage to go to where she worked and introduce myself. And so I finally did that and we met. And um, it's funny because I wasn't her type because I wasn't my type. I wasn't being who I was. She, you know, but we became friends. Um, And she was able to introduce me to other lesbians at Northeastern. And then from there, my whole world shifted. Um, I started to dress more aligned with who I was and, you know, hanging out with lesbians and going places and gay people and all that. Um, And it was all brand new for me. And it was like, whoa, what just happened? My whole world changed. Everything uh, changed for me. And I was still living like this double life. I was still hiding from my parents and and all that. And um, funny thing happened. I guess not funny, but my mom could tell. (laughs) Moms know everything. And she could tell there was a shift. She could tell there was a change. And uh, we had a little tension there for a while. And so eventually I knew that I had to come out. I mean, there was no hiding it anymore. I was there. I was out. I had to fully be out, right? I couldn't not, which was the scariest freaking thing in the world. You know, I only lived 15 minutes away. I only grew up 15 minutes away from where I was. And there were a lot of people from my school that went to my college and Back home, although it was close in, to the city, we are a very small town. Four, it's four square miles, and everybody knows everybody's business, right? It, it was really scary for me to, to, to come out, but I did. And so Giselle and I ended up getting a job with Giselle. We were working together, and I told her, and, and I decided that I was going to write a letter. So I wrote this letter to my mom and dad about who I was and, and where I was at in my life. And Giselle and I walked over to the mailbox, and I had it in my hands, and I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna put it in there. Nope, nope. We're we're just standing here with the letter, you know. All of a sudden, Giselle rips it out of my hands, opens the blue mailbox thing, throws it in there, and closes it. And then, it's on. It's done. Now it's done. It's in the mail. They're picking it up today. I don't know what's gonna happen. And I was freaking out, freaking out. Um, what ended up happening was several days later, I got a letter taped to my door. My dad worked at Northeastern a lot. He um, put flooring in down there and he hand dropped a letter to 
my RA who gave it, put it at my door, and I read it, and it was, it was great. Um, it was, it was a lot, but it was great. He, you know, explained that you know my brother had also come out a few months earlier, and he just explained that you know it was very shocking for them, um, that it was hard to handle, but that he loved me even more for being honest and for being brave and who I was and sharing that with him. And, you know, that he had a lot of respect for me. And it was just a really, really nice letter to receive back. Um, and so that was that part for me. And that was the main coming out, right, to my parents. My mom took a little longer to come around. Um, but that letter from my dad was so necessary and so helpful in that moment. And then um, from there, you know, I had to come out to some of my friends. I, I talked to a few of them, some of them spread that to people I didn't want to know, and that's okay. Um, the rest of them were like, yeah, okay. And so what? Let's go. And I was so surprised. I just thought in my head that whole time that everybody was going to hate me. Everyone was going to look down at me. Everyone's going to look at me differently. I was going to be the token lesbian now, you know? And I'd, I didn't, I had my own internal homophobia of what that word meant the word lesbian I couldn't even say for another five years after coming out it, to me it felt like a disease and that was my shit you know everyone else was just like it's fine like whatever that was my stuff um and I'm not just gonna sit here and say like I came out and everything was peachy from there it wasn't there was a lot it was a different time period but it doesn't really matter there's a lot going on today too you know there we would get harassed a lot you know we would you know, we stay away from the, the straight clubs and the frat parties, you know, oftentimes we'd get out, our clubs would get out at the same time, and we'd all be in the street together, and sometimes people would fight, people would fight, and I've had friends that have been punched in the face by men, and, and different things, because of, we looked gay, you know, and didn't quietly keep walking, maybe we responded to the things they said, which, when you're drunk and 21, <laughs> it's not a good thing, but it happened, and so all of those experiences really just kind of, uh, it affected me, you know, in a way it kind of shaped me and it took a lot to come out of that. Um, which is why I see people in their twenties now and I'm like, this is amazing for you. You know, this is awesome. You are able to be yourself fully and, and in such a different way. You know, I live here in uh, St. Petersburg and you can go anywhere and hold your girlfriend's hand and, and kiss and that's okay. And you, you don't have to look over your shoulder like somebody's going to hurt you. Whereas then I did, and it stuck with me. Through the time where, you know, things became accepted and I became older, and I still had that in my subconscious that it wasn't okay, and I had to look over my shoulder. And it took a long time for me to get out of that. And the reason why I even share this is because a lot of people come now and they think where I'm at now, which, by the way, I've been out longer than I've been in. It's been 22 years since I came out. More than that. Almost 23 and um, it took me a long time to get comfortable with my sexuality. It took me a long time to be okay sharing who I was fully with strangers because I didn't feel safe. And what's happening in the world today, what's happening specifically in Florida today, um, brings up a lot for me. It brings me back to that time where it wasn't okay. It wasn't legal to get married. You know, um, when I was in college, I think like sophomore year, Matthew Shepard's mom came to speak to us. And if you don't know who that is, you should really look it up. 
Um, Matthew Shepard was somebody who was befriended by these guys at a bar who ultimately took him and tied him to a uh, fence in the middle of nowhere and beat the shit out of him and he died um, because he was gay and they were afraid of that. And it really affected all of us. It was a very significant uh, happening in our time. Like when I was that age, it was very telling of where we were in society. And, um, you know, hearing his mom speak was, was cool. And there were a lot of things like that that we were kind of working through. And so to, to be where we are today with the books and the schools and the people on, you know, TikTok talking about they're upset because there's rainbows on shirts and celebrating pride. And I had somebody upset the other day because um, they don't think that, you know, there should be kids' clothes that have pride on it. And it just got me thinking, like, why? Like, sure, they don't need to be gay, but, like, why can't they have a shirt that supports the people in their lives? And why can't we teach them that? And I think so many people just associate being gay, being lesbian, whatever, with sex and not with love. I'm like, whoa, what? It's, it's about love, who you love, and being free to love who you want to love. And for people to support that and to learn that they grow up supporting that. Because when you grow up the opposite, like I did, that's not a good place to be. Why? Why are we hating on people for who they love? It has nothing to do with sex. That's, that's the bedroom, right? Um, for, for a child to wear a shirt that's like in support of the LGBTQ community and for people to be upset with that, I don't understand why. Because wearing a shirt or wearing a rainbow would not make me gay. Wearing the straight clothes I wore did not make me straight. <laughs> it didn't. No, no matter what, it wasn't the movies I watched, it wasn't the books I read, it wasn't the uh, clothes I wore, it was the feelings I had, and since a very, very young age. So, I don't know, it's, it's definitely been um, just kind of getting to me, but that is my story of coming out. I, I wish, I, I know we, back then, like, we didn't celebrate, we didn't make Facebook posts or, you know, when we came out, it wasn't like this thing. I didn't want everybody to know. I needed to tell who I needed to tell because it was affecting my relationships. It felt good for them to accept me after I told them, but it wasn't, I wasn't excited to share that. Um, and I don't know that I've ever really thought about that till now. You know, I have taught work with people now who they're really excited to share. They make a big Facebook post. A lot of people like and support them, and I think that's amazing. It was a different experience for me. It was doing what I had to do because people were treating me differently and I could feel the tension and the anger towards me. And until I just fucking let it out, it was just this like underground thing that just felt like shit. Um, that being said, it was good to take that first step into who I truly was. But just saying that did not make me who I was. It took a lot of work and a lot of experiences and a lot of interactions and a lot of learning to like fully be okay with myself. So everybody's coming out story is different and you will hear that as we talk more. You will hear that um, as I invite more people on and we, and we share their stories. Um, just know that every story is different. There's no right or wrong way to come out. You don't have to announce it to the world. You can just tell a few people. It doesn't have to be something that you're like so excited about. You can just also feel like I just need to do this for me because I need to be who I am. And that's okay too. And everything in between. But that's what we will do this month is share those stories because I want people who might feel 
like they're not ready to come out yet to hear the different experiences that we had during this month of pride during this month where you know we as a community stood up for ourselves for the very first time in a very public way because that's what pride is it's a parade it's a celebration sure but it was a riot it started as a riot because we weren't allowed to be who we were we would be arrested we would be beat we would be fired and the sad part is that is coming back in some ways but in order for that not to happen we have to continuously remind we have to continuously share our stories with people um and not just gay people everybody whether they like it or not so they can see so pride is important it's an important month like i said it's pride it's my birthday but i think this pride is very important more important than ever as we have an elections coming up for president as we have people in office that quite literally could rewind us 50 years we have to be present we have to share in the way that is going to help people to connect and see what we're about and what we're doing and so i hope that this was helpful today i was just sharing a little bit of my story um and i will have more people in coming up you'll be able to hear some more stories some people you might know some people you might not know but the stories are the stories and um anyways I hope that you all have a good day and happy Pride Month.